Hello and welcome to a new series of the Zero to Finals podcast where we're covering ophthalmology. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking about open angle glaucoma. And if you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, as always, you can follow along at zerodefinals.com slash openangleglaucoma or in the ophthalmology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Glaucoma refers to the optic nerve damage that's caused by a significant rise in intraocular pressure. The intraocular pressure is essentially the pressure within the eye itself. Raised intraocular pressure is caused by a blockage in the aqueous humor trying to escape the eye. And we'll talk more about the pathophysiology shortly. There are two types of glaucoma, open angle and closed angle. And here we're going to be talking about open angle. So let's talk about the basic anatomy and physiology because it's important to understand some basic anatomy and physiology of the eye and how the eye functions in order to understand the pathophysiology of glaucoma. The vitreous chamber of the eye is filled with vitreous humor, and this is the main bulk, the main area of the eye. The anterior chamber is between the cornea and the iris, and the posterior chamber is between the lens and the iris. These anterior and posterior chamber are filled with aqueous humor that supplies nutrients to the cornea and keeps it healthy. The aqueous humor is produced by the ciliary body, and then the aqueous humor flows around the iris from the posterior chamber into the anterior chamber, where it drains through something called the trabecular meshwork at the angle between the cornea and the iris. The aqueous humor flows from the ciliary body around the lens and under the iris, through the anterior chamber, through the trabecular meshwork, and into something called the canal of Schlem. From the canal of Schlem, it eventually enters the general circulation and is reabsorbed into the body. The normal intraocular pressure is 10 to 21 millimeters of mercury, and this pressure is created by the resistance to flow through the trabecular meshwork. So aqueous humor is trying to flow through the trabecular meshwork out of the eye and if there's more resistance in the trabecular meshwork the pressure will go up because there's more resistance of aqueous humor trying to escape the eye if there's less resistance the pressure will go down because the aqueous humor is able to flow more freely out of the eye so let's talk about the pathophysiology of open angle glaucoma and in open angle glaucoma there's an gradual increase in resistance through the trabecular meshwork and this makes it more difficult for aqueous humor to flow through the meshwork and exit the eye. Therefore the pressure slowly builds within the eye and this gives a slow and chronic onset of glaucoma. In acute angle closure glaucoma the iris bulges forward and seals off the trabecular meshwork from the anterior chamber and this prevents aqueous humor from being able to drain away at all. And this leads to a continual, quite rapid buildup of pressure. And this is an ophthalmology emergency. But here we're mostly talking about open angle glaucoma. So let's talk about the effects of the increased pressure in the eye. And this causes cupping of the optic disc. And remember, in the center of a normal optic disc is something called the optic cup. And this is a small indent in the optic disc and is usually less than half the size of the optic cup. And when there's a raised intraocular pressure, this indent 
becomes larger because the pressure in the eye puts pressure on that indent, making it wider and deeper. And this is called cupping. An optic cup greater than 0.5 the size of the optic disc is abnormal. So if the optic cup is more than half the size of the optic disc, this suggests cupping and could indicate glaucoma. So what are the risk factors for open angle glaucoma? Or increasing age, family history, black ethnic origin, and nearsightedness, which is called myopia, are all key risk factors to remember for your exams. Let's talk about the presentation of open angle glaucoma. Often the rise in intraocular pressure is asymptomatic for a long period of time. It's usually diagnosed by routine screening when they attend an optometry appointment for an eye check. But whenever you get your eyes checked at the optometrist, they check the intraocular pressure to see whether there's any possibility you've developed glaucoma. Glaucoma tends to affect the peripheral vision first, so there may be a gradual loss of peripheral vision as it closes in slowly and they experience something called tunnel vision. It can also present with gradual onset of fluctuating pain, headaches, blurred vision, and typically halos surrounding lights, which are worse at nighttime. So if a patient is losing their peripheral vision, and at nighttime they see halos appearing around lights, think about glaucoma. So how can we measure intraocular pressure? Well, there's two main ways we can measure the intraocular pressure. The first is something called non-contact tonometry. And this is commonly used with a machine to estimate the intraocular pressure when you go to an optician's. And this involves shooting a puff of air at the cornea and measuring the corneal response to that puff of air. If the cornea has a lot of pressure inside it from glaucoma, it won't react very much when air is shot at it. Whereas if you've got a very soft cornea with a lack of intraocular pressure, there'll be a large reaction to that puff of air. This is a less accurate way of measuring the intraocular pressure, but it gives a helpful estimate for general screening purposes. The second way of measuring intraocular pressure is something called Goldman Applanation Tonometry. And this is the gold standard way of measuring the intraocular pressure. This involves using a special device mounted on a slip lamp that actually makes contact with the cornea and applies different pressures to the front of the cornea to get an accurate measurement of the intraocular pressure. So the machine actually presses down on the cornea to check how much resistance there is and indicate how much pressure there is within that cornea. So how do we make a diagnosis of glaucoma? Well, firstly, using a Goldman Applanation tonometry, which can be used to check the intraocular pressure. Fundoscopy is used to assess the optic disc for cupping and also for optic nerve health. Visual field assessment is important to check for peripheral vision loss. And all three of these will be useful for making the diagnosis. So how do we manage open angle glaucoma? Management of glaucoma aims to reduce the intraocular pressure. The treatment is usually started at an intraocular pressure of 24 millimeters of mercury or above. Patients should be closely followed up to assess the response to treatment and treatment will be guided by an ophthalmologist. The first line treatment is something called prostaglandin analogs used as eye drops. And an example of this is latanoprost. And these eye drops increase the uveoscleral outflow. And the uveoscleral outflow refers to the drainage 
of the aqueous humor from the anterior chamber into the anterior chamber angle rather than going through the traditional trabecular meshwork. Notable side effects from prostaglandin analog eye drops like latanoprost are eyelash growth, eyelid pigmentation, and iris pigmentation. Typically, you get a browning of the iris. The other options for treating open-angle glaucoma are topical beta blockers like timolol, which reduce the production of the aqueous humor, carbonic anhydrase inhibitors like dorzolamide, which reduce the production of the aqueous humor, and sympanomimetics such as brimonidine, which reduce the production of aqueous fluid and also increase the uveoscleral outflow. Finally, a surgical procedure called trabeculectomy may be used where the eye drops are ineffective. And this involves creating a new channel from the anterior chamber through the sclera to a location under the conjunctiva. This causes a little bleb under the conjunctiva where the aqueous humor drains. And the aqueous humor is then reabsorbed from this bleb into the general circulation. So it essentially creates a new way for aqueous humor to drain away from the eye. So thanks for listening to this episode on open angle glaucoma. A big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing this podcast. If you found it helpful and you want written notes on this topic and all the other podcast episode topics, head over to Amazon and pick up a copy of the Zero to Finals Medicine book. If you don't fancy picking up a copy of the book, you can find all the notes as well as videos, illustrations and questions completely free on the Zero to Finals website at zerodefinals.com. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on acute angle closure glaucoma.